Hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Words from the B-Side. This is your girl, none other than the illustrious Miss B. (laughs) I'm glad you guys tuned in for another episode. I hope you guys are having a great week and everything is going as you planned in 2018. Is everything you wanted it to be, of course. That it's being as good to you as you hoped it would be. Um, just a few weeks in. I guess we're just three weeks in now. Um, so hopefully everything is going well. I'm absolutely uh, tired and recovering from my birthday trip. And not because I actually turned up and changed my name like I told y'all I was going to do when I went on this birthday trip. But solely because I was a tourist and I walked and I ate and I walked some more and then I walked some more. You know, that's all you do in Vegas. You walk from hotel to hotel to your shows or whatever it is that you're doing. So I I was sort of disappointed. But then I was like, huh, am I really disappointed that there was no turn up? Because I was tired. Like I'm I'm always uh, zero to 60 every day. I'm always running on fumes and I feel like I probably needed a little bit more rest than I thought that I needed so I acted a little bit like an old lady but needless to say I did have fun playing blackjack that's like my favorite thing to do in Vegas and I had an amazing dealer and I sat at the table with some awesome people from all over the world I think somebody was from Connecticut and somebody was from um, St. Louis and somebody was from somewhere else I can't remember but it's always cool like meeting people from different places that's you know I always think that's a cool thing Um, so that was fun and I cheated just a little bit <clears throat> I went to a, the second time I had gone to Vegas I went to this place called Hash House of Go-Go and the one thing that we ate there was chicken and waffles so, you know, I'm I'm doing this pescatarian thing now, but I cheated. I cheated. Okay? I'm guilty. I cheated. Cuz I wanted this chicken and waffles that I remember being so amazing and I just I had to have it because nothing else on the menu. You don't go there for anything else but the chicken and waffles. So they brought out this real big mimosa and they brought the chicken and waffles and it was just blah. Like it was nothing like I remember, so I was mad. I was mad that I had cheated with the blah meal. So I didn't eat much of it because it was too much of it. And I didn't like the way it tastes. But the mimosa got me right. So it balanced itself out. Um, but I, I won't be cheating again because it, it, didn't, it didn't make me feel good, you know, trying to do this transition. So um, I told on myself because I wanted to be honest about my food journey. So anyway, um, that's that in a nutshell. I don't feel any older. I feel exactly the same. Like I, I'm still me just another year wiser, I guess. I don't know if birthdays are supposed to mean something more, the more you have, or if it just really becomes a day. So it was just a day for me this year. I'm still me doing me. My new year always starts for me on my birthday but I've been rocking out this whole being a better me person and continuing to try to practice that as I move forward so nothing much is changing same old same old so let me take a second 
to just shout out Senator Cory Booker. Um, he is my news highlight for the week because he just did a, a, a awesome soapbox. I call it a soapbox speech because he wouldn't let the Secretary of um, Homeland Security even speak hardly because he was so upset about her recollection of what happened in the Oval Office the day that the president of these here United States decided that he wanted to call African nations and Haitians uh, where they come from shithole countries. And you know, it's funny, I, I, I may get off a little bit on a tangent because Trump is ilk to me. Like if he just gets under my skin, I can't stand him. I can't stand the people who voted for him with this ill-conceived notion that he's a businessman so he would be good for this country. I it it just annoys my soul. But what he said, it doesn't surprise me because this is the guy that has been on display from day one. We're not seeing any truer colors. We're seeing the colors that were already revealed to us, right? So in a nutshell, that's what we get. We get what we paid for. No, I didn't pay for it. I voted for Hillary. I'm still with her, um, even though she didn't win. But I think most of us were with her other than the ones who were talking about stupid stuff instead of looking at the fact that she had 30 years of political experience. But I digress. Anyway, I'm not really surprised. And a lot of the people that stand with him tend to have what Cory Booker referred to as amnesia. They seem to forget all of the things that he does and they stand with him and they make excuses for him. And she sat in that hearing and she continued to blow off all the senators who wanted a recollection of what this man said in the Oval Office. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I'm sitting in a room full of people, prestigious people, someone in that type of position, even if it was just my my task lead, I'm going to pay attention to what they're saying, right? I'm not going to forget, but I'm going to conveniently forget if I don't want to answer for something and I'm covering for someone who is a complete and total jackass. So Cory Booker held her feet to the fire and I respect him wholeheartedly because he is out here fighting for black and brown people. He is reigniting initiatives that people like Jeff Sessions are trying to roll back because they don't care about people of color. You know, they don't care about underprivileged people. Most of them don't know anything about being underprivileged. They don't know anything about what it's like to need or want anything or to be on on the end of poverty. These are privileged people with money, white people. And, And it's unfortunate that it is that way. But people like him who hold you accountable for what you do, those are the type of people that we need in Congress. And it's so refreshing to see because a lot of what we see in the media is contrary to that fact. So I I just wanted to shout him out this week. I actually posted his clip of what he said to her on my social handles um, within her words um, on Facebook. And I tweeted it out maybe two days ago on January 18th, I think it was. So, you know, just for people to get a feel for how he is up there raising hell because what is happening right now is unacceptable and you know it's funny because he says these things and then even he gets up in the media and he says oh I didn't say that that's not what I said 
And the people who support him stand by that, even though they know that it's a lie. And earlier this week, I was listening to um, the Joe Madison show. And they had made it clear that he ordered a cognitive test for himself. And he passed with flying colors. Because in reality, he's not crazy. He's not crazy. He's perfectly sane. He knows that he's, he's, he's sane and he wanted you to know it. But all he did to me was just prove that he's a lunatic. And you know what I mean? And he's okay with being who he is. So... I just want you guys to to be mindful of that the next time voting comes around. So all of you guys who stayed home and did not vote or went out and wrote in names of people who could not have possibly have won. uh, Yeah, you. Responsible. Responsible. So everyone needs to make sure that they're they're up and they're doing something about the shenanigans that are going on because they're lowering the standard of the person who who occupies the highest position in the land it's why they accept this major speech that oprah gives and then they say oh she should run for president why why should she run for president why should she run for president i mean ask yourself if you think that she should run for president because oprah has no political experience so how should she be qualified to sit in a position where you have to be objective you have to think about people who don't have anything in common with you and you have to want the best for them you have to understand policy and procedure you have to understand the branches of the government you have to know the national anthem uh and not be mouthing it because you really don't know it so i i just it's unfortunate to me we're lowering the standards and we're allowing celebrity to run things. And the reason I feel like we're doing that is something that D.L. Hughley said when he was on a breakfast club. I think he was on there either the beginning of this week or he was on last week when he said, we have Trump as a president because America dated a black man and she loved it. And it was hysterical to me because the fact of the matter is we were doing so well under him, even though he inherited a hot mess. And he was working with a Congress that was racist as hell and didn't want him to do anything, didn't want him to get anything accomplished. And uh, that alone right there was enough to say, we're going to get this lunatic ass, racist ass, sexist bigot, and we're going to put him in office because he looks the way we want him to look. Because he's run country, he's run companies. So thank you. Senator Booker for holding feet to the fire because there's a lot of people up there who are not qualified to be up there they're just in a good old boy network so they got appointed so vote people vote and I'm going to let it go because I will run off in my tangent and I will continue to talk about politics because it gets on my nerves and it upsets me because I pay lots of money in taxes and it upsets my spirit so I want to hop right into the topic now that I have gotten on my soapbox and um and I'm gonna start it by um telling y'all a little bit of a story I think I've said it before I've said it a couple of times I've been blogging for a long time and there was a time where you know I had to refocus and figure out what I wanted to do what direction I wanted to go in what I wanted my market to be you know, who I was catering to. Did I want a niche? Did I not want a niche? 
Um, I went on all different types of websites and I joined all different types of blogging groups. And I was literally, I was going hard in the paint. I was blogging all night long into the wee hours of the morning. Um, I was blogging everywhere I went. Everything gave me ideas. I was jotting stuff down. You know, I was writing blogs on my phone. I was carrying a notebook. I was writing at work. I would even take time off from work to work on my blog because once I got refocused, I was really, really into what I was trying to do. This was years into blogging at that point because when I initially started, I was really kind of just uncertain of what I was doing. I was just writing. You know, I didn't really realize it was a gift of mine or how second nature writing was for me or that I could actually use that gift to touch other people. It just didn't dawn on me. It was a space where I just basically, you know, shared my soul. And so it had gotten to a point where I was head down and I was all in, you know, up until three and four o'clock in the morning and then having to get up and go to work. And one day I just completely burned out. Like I was completely burned out and I just stopped writing. There was nothing that sparked my creativity. I couldn't think of anything else to write. I felt like I had written about everything. So I really started to kind of recycle some things um, and rewrite some things in a different way. Um, I started sharing old material just so that I could continue to get my material out there and keep whoever was reading interested and catching up on old material. I mean, I was I was just exhausted because I hadn't really um, seen any of the fruits of the work that I was putting in. Like I didn't see any of the benefits of what I was doing. And, and so for months, I lost track of why I was doing it, what it meant to me. And I didn't have any, I, I had nothing that was pushing me towards reigniting the passion so that I could start again. If I thought about writing, I would get tired. And then eventually something came along in my life. As a matter of fact, it was my daughter. She came along and it was like a new focus came about because I realized in that moment that there were certain things I wanted to do with it. That no matter how many people read it, if it was 50 people, if it was 500 people, if it was 5,000 people, one person feeling some type of blessing from what it was that I was doing is what actually mattered the most to me. You know, we think a lot about what people think, what people say, how many people are following us. And I think that that stops us from being focused on the why we're doing something. So it's easy to kind of stop and give up on something um, when you're when you're really when you lose sight. And so I tell that story because I gave up on my gift. I was tired, you know. I I didn't. The vision was gone. I didn't know what to do with it. Like if someone asks me, I don't know what to do with it. I mean, but there's plenty of material, so you can read that. You know, that would kind of be my response to things. And then one day someone said to me 
Um, and, and they said it to me after I had already had my passion reignited and I was already back to functioning in my gift with restrictions, of course. And I'll get to that a little bit later on. But someone said to me just this week, and, and the reason why this became a topic was because one of my uh, close girlfriends, she said to me that she had seen my growth over the years. We've been friends since I was 19 years old. And she's seen my growth. She's seen me go through so many things as an adult. She's seen me fall. She's seen me get back up. And she's seen me bounce back every time. And it brought me to tears at my desk. I'm at work. And it brought me to tears because it just let me see. You know, she was telling me how things I say really motivate her, inspire her, you know, and, you know, make her look at some things a little differently in her life. And so it made me kind of remember, it made me kind of see like, okay, wait, when you want to give up and when you want to walk away from something that you're doing that is touching and blessing other people's lives, you have to put in perspective why you're doing it. Because people are watching you. People are drawing strength and inspiration from you. And no matter who it is and how many people it is, the point that you are walking in your gift, you're operating in your purpose, and it is touching someone, I believe that's all that God wants from us, right? And so, you know, the emotion touched me because I think it was really like the, the not necessarily the first time, but maybe it was the first time it felt that way. It was the first time I heard someone really admire me for being the person that I am and being able to push through so many things that have held me back from keeping life in perspective, keeping goals in focus, readjusting when I need to readjust, resetting when I need to reset, decompressing when I need to decompress. Because I run at 80 miles an hour all day long, every day. I have a very demanding job. I have a small little person that demands a lot of my time. I have a teenager and I have my passion projects. You know, I have two podcasts and my blog and I still have to be what I need to be for me, right? I still need to be who I need to be for the people in my life if I still want to maintain certain relationships, And so, you know, I have to learn to keep things focused so that I don't ever get to a point again where I get so burnt out that I drop my craft. Um, Because the reality is, I don't know where I could be right now, where my blog or how much reach I would have had if I never would have stopped doing what I know in my heart is something that I should be doing. You know, it's the same thing as the book that I've been writing since I was a teenager. I literally started this book when I was in the military and I was a young girl before I even had children. And I just could not finish it because reason, passion, I never put it on my list of goals, but it never left my heart because really it's a part of my purpose. And when some people don't ever get to the point where they know what that is. And so a part of the reason why I also wanted to 
to to speak on this as a topic is because sometimes people don't know how to get back in focus. Sometimes people don't have something as major as a new baby like I did to refocus them and make them get back into what it is that really makes them truly happy. You know, I have a lot of people in my life who don't know what makes them happy. They don't know what it is. They're searching. So to be as blessed as I, to even know what that is, I, es- I, I, I escaped the world with words. And, and, and I mean that as a creative, anyone who knows that or is in this space where they have something that makes them happy or something that requires a lot of them and they're giving and giving and giving, um, they know that, that they're happy no matter how tired they are, you know, how hard it is or how many accolades they don't receive or how much support they don't get. It's still a happy space for them. Because I still don't get the support that I feel I should have at this point in my writing journey. But because this makes me happy, I'll never stop doing it. And I think my daughter helped put that back in focus for me. So a couple of things that I feel people can do to stay encouraged when they so they don't give up, you know, they don't give up. They keep moving. They keep pushing because another thing rang true before I even say that there are people out here that you see, they may be doing what you've done or want to do um, that you don't know how to do. You don't know how to get started. And it looks like they were this overnight sensation. But the reality is people can be behind the scenes grinding for years before something they do even happens, before someone, you know, of importance sees the the labor and love that they've put into this project. So you can never judge your success. You can never judge where you stand, how many people read your material, how many people buy your book, how many people listen to your podcast, how many people buy a service from you, how many people come to you for whatever it is that you provide, the service that you provide to them. You just have to continue to press. So for me, it's, it's a little bit of a cheat because my daughter refocused me. And I know that doesn't always work for some people. Um, and they don't have that um, life-altering experience that jolts them back into operating in their purpose. But I also feel like um, there are other things you can do to be proactive. And I feel like one of those things is to keep reminding yourself of why you're doing it. If you can't, you can't fully give to something if you can't remember why you're doing it, right? If you don't know why you started, if you don't know what your goal is, you know, if you don't know why it's important to you to to operate in that capacity. So when you know what that is, and even if there's adjustments to that, even if it fluctuates, keep that in focus, write it down, put it on a sticky note on your mirror, put it on your vision board, whatever it is that you need to keep telling yourself, okay, this is why I'm doing it. I have to stay focused because this is why I'm doing it. This is why this matters to me. Because sometimes we do lose sight of that when we do get discouraged. Um, Another thing 
that I always want people to do when they start getting hard on themselves and losing focus um, of, of what it is that they're trying to do is to draw encouragement from the positive that has come out of it. Just like my girlfriend came to me and said what she said, no matter how tired I am, that actually kept me going. You know, I know the reasons why I'm doing it and I haven't stopped, but I can always pull that into my um, into my view as another thing to keep me moving forward. Because if it touched her, who knows who else it's touching? Who knows who else is affecting? So you sometimes you have to remind yourself of of the of the good you've done, of the positive things that have have happened while you were operating and and using your gift. So that's really important. It's like a toot your own horn moment. You are allowed to have those and don't let anyone take that from you. Um, another thing that I think you could probably do that you should do is surround yourself with people who are encouraging you and that are pushing you to truly be your best self in that thing that you're doing. And that's another thing that I'm really blessed in because my best friends provide so much support. My cousin, who is like my sister and my best friends, like they are always rooting for me. And it's so hard to stop when you have that type of backing. So you need to find who your cheerleaders are and let those people be your accountability partners. Because sometimes you do get to a point where you're just like, I don't, I'm not, I can't, I'm not here for it. Like not today and not today turns into not this week and not this week turns into, okay, maybe next month. And then that leads to a uh, lag time. That leads to time where you could be doing something beneficial and you're not doing it. Um, <clears throat> and something that's really important for me in those things. And yes, please do draw strength from the things that give you strength and keep you focused. But the most important thing is that when you don't see yourself actually winning in the way you want to win, you don't see the 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 harvests come in. You don't see the things that you desire to be manifesting in your life. You cannot beat yourself up. Those are the times to self-reflect, to readjust, to make sure that if you're doing something that's not helpful, you get rid of that and you start to practice other things that may be more beneficial to you gaining more wins in whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And there's nothing wrong with starting over, going back to the drawing board, redoing things and refiguring it out from there. There's nothing wrong with that. Because if nothing else, you're giving yourself an opportunity to evaluate where you are so that if you're not as successful as you want to be, you can find ways to get there. You can switch things up. And that's important, too. I think people um, forget about that. Don't be afraid to start again. I say that all the time. As a matter of fact, I think that might have been audio blog one or two. Just don't, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of that. Because that's life. You change as a person. So you can't expect um, something that you're doing to not evolve and cause a situation where you have to make modifications to the way that you do things. 
So um, hopefully that was encouraging to you guys and it gives you that extra motivation you need to push forward and do what it is you need to do for you. Don't give up on something that you love. Don't give up on something that makes you happy. And for those people who haven't found that yet, I think it's time it's time to get into a corner and spend some time with yourself and really think about the things that make you happy. Think about the things that bring you joy. And even if it's not for monetary gain, work through that. Find ways to make that happen for you. Because you shouldn't spend one more day on this planet not doing something that brings you joy. So um, hopefully that was helpful. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, weekend, um, and next week until we meet again. And I'm glad you guys joined me again for another episode. And I'll catch you guys on the B-side. Later.